Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Namaste, friends. Well, I'm going to start this week, uh, of all things, with a bath. Yeah, not a normal bath, a ritual bath to balance your chakras. Uh, if you're looking for more sort of balance and relaxation to your life, you might want to consider a weekly chakra bath. Soaking in water that's been infused with gemstones, essential oils and herbs, it's a luxurious experience that can be customised to enhance any of the seven main chakras. Now, I'm in my bathroom now. I've been running the bathroom, I don't know what, seven or eight minutes. It's quite deep. And now, to begin, I probably suggest focusing on one specific chakra at a time. Let's turn, let's turn the bath off. There you are. <laughs> Looks very inviting, I've got to tell you. Now, add your gemstones to your bath. Which gemstones you use are entirely up to you, but I do suggest you cleanse the crystals first. Add one cup of Himalayan or Epsom salt to help you relax and support cleansing. And create an atmosphere. Candles, I've got here. Candles are great. Yeah, just down here, some candles. And uh, some soft music. Here, yeah, can help you relax. Play that there. Lovely. Now, add eight to ten drops of the essential oils. If you want to add herbs, you could maybe even make a strong herbal tea. Literally add that to your bath water. Or if you prefer, you might want to make a cup of tea, you know, a herbal tea to sip while you soak. I'm just going to lean over the bath here and swish the oils before I step in. Mmm, beautiful. Wonderful smells coming off there now from the essential oils. Mm, relaxing. I've not even got in the bath yet. Now, now you want now to... Mm, wonderful, wonderful aroma. You want to add now, very carefully, very gently, the Himalayan... Hello, hey, Pinto. Oh, my God! Bruce, what are you doing here? I've got a key. Oh, my God! Oh. Can you get out, please, Ruth? Come on. What are you doing? Well, if you didn't want me to come in, why did you let me have the spare key? I don't, I don't know. I just forgot you'd... Is that when you wash your bottom? Do you have a dirty no. bottom? You have a you do have a dirty no. bottom. Come on, I've seen Ruth, it. please. It's a very dirty. Can you bottom. get out, please? Sometimes you don't wipe your bottom don't. properly. Come, Ruth, come on. Is that your willy? Please get out. It's not very big. Can you is get it? out, please, Ruth? I've never seen you without your hair Can on. Can you get out, please? Can, give us the key. You gonna... give, give us the key back. I've got another. Can key. you get? Well, get. Give us. Give us the keys you've got. And... I can leave this one right, here. Right, thank you. Can you get out, yeah. please? Can you move out of the way? Can you give us a towel? Has Linda Pollock seen you in the bath? No. Can you hand me that towel, please? Can you please just hand me a she towel, has please? seen you in the bath. Can you hand me the towel? No, you and Linda no, she... Pollock have baths together, Clinton? Give us a towel and get out, please. I'll just sit outside if you want. No, 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 you won't sit outside. Can you leave the house, please? Leave the key on the side and get out. Don't go back! Do you have a wee in the bath? No! I've weed in your bath, Clinton. All right, thank, right, thank you very much. Can you please just, just leave? Get out of the house. Get out! Now, my 
Namaste, guys. Namaste. Yes, we're back again. Oh, my God. Uh, I've got Linda here. Thank God, Linda. I have had terrible trouble. I don't, I don't, at the start of this, you will have missed this, yeah. but I've had terrible trouble. You're in a right flap. You I, right? I'm in a right flap. I've had a bloody Ruth come around. I'm going to have to get her to change that key. She's still got the spare key. She's got the bloody spare key. Are you mad? I well, I didn't realise, did I? Bloody hell. Bloody get hell. Get that chub changed. I will get... How did you know I had a chub? Well, it's no, 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 choice. <laughs> no more rudeness. No more rudeness. But one thing is for certain. I've been watching you sitting on the toilet with your trousers and your pants down. I'm not going to go into detail, but suffice to say, she's been round, all right? Linda, what have you been up to? Not spying through the keyhole at me doing me ablutions. I went out on the razzle last night. Me and about, I don't know, three, no, four, five. How many people fit in the O2? You're in the, the O2? Yeah, me, Barry Manilow and a load of other oh, people. Oh, my God. Now, I'll let you into a little secret, listeners. I did know that Linda had done that. I want to say this. I love Barry Manilow. Didn't take me, none taken, don't matter. Tell me, what was he like? Just wonderful. Yeah. I was a bit doubtful when he first came on. It's been a very long two years for mm. all of us. And yeah. Barry Manilow certainly looks like a very tiny man now. Yes, well he's quite old, it's not a crime His to get old. His hair is, in fact, a very similar look to you. Big hair. Yes. Tiny elfin face. Yes. Very tight skin, very tight skin. I... But he can get a lot of pipe work coming out of that one centimetre gap that he manages to get his mouth open by. Can I just say, I look nothing like Barry Bloody Manlow. Aesthetic-wise, though, the spangly jackets, the glamour. Oh, I've got... Oh, look. The, yeah, look. The talent of... That, that is show business. There's nothing wrong. I'm not, I'm not always reclining in a, a nice glittery suit, you know. When, if you come and see me out of working hours, I've got that glittery jumpsuit yeah. I wear. You've got a glittery tracksuit. I've got a glittery tracksuit. I'm a little bit like, you know, Elton John when he wears it's that velour thing. Yeah. And you think, where do you go? Where do you go? TK Maxx for that. Where, where do you get your stuff? He's in his comfies. And do you know what? He's Elton John. He doesn't have to give a toss anymore, does he? We've been sidetracked by Elton. Yes. Tell us about Barry. He's full of middle-aged women, not Or older women, Older women. Women older than me. There was me and a little boy, and I think we were the youngest people in there. And I'm no spring chicken. Right. But I have never been amongst, a, well, I have actually once, a more hostile crowd. In what people way? People who did not want to move because they had got their seat, they'd waited two years for this concert, and they'd be damned if they're going to move out of the I, way for you. Where have you been for the past 40 years? Some of them can't move with the help of uh, a carer or um, someone from the council. Also and a, true. And a, and a crane. Yes. Some of them. So, that be fair, once they've got ensconced in there with their ice creams... They didn't uh, want to stand up. They don't want to stand What I love about Barry Manlow, and just bear it... You kids, you won't know who he is, but he was a wonderful... One, one of my favourite songs is Mandy. Yeah. Mandy, you came and you gave without taking, but I sent you away. It's very powerful, isn't it? Yes, but, you know, he's come out in recent years mm. um, and he's married, I believe, to his manager now, which right. is wonderful. Okay. I think it's great and I think it's a little sad that he's had to wait all this time to feel comfortable enough to do that. But it's none of our business anyway. It's none of our bloody business. His manager obviously knew, or at least had an inkling. You know um, what I love about... He did, like, did he do all the hits, Bermuda Triangle? Bermuda Triangle. Copacabana. He did the lot, yeah. For those who don't know, Barry Manilow, yeah, the, the song Mandy was actually butchered by, was it Westlife? Westlife. Like they had a go, didn't they? But I think oh, they, they, lo him. they lost a lot of the pathos involved. And now I wonder, actually, now mm. knowing what Barry has been through in his life, yeah. I wonder whether it was about a fella, because actually, he's singing about being made to feel great and then sending someone away and feeling that yeah. it wasn't right, and you wonder, don't you? Well, you do sort of wonder whether the whole thing was about... <coughs> that sort of shenanigans yes. uh, going on. Well, good luck to you, Barry. Get but, in. But the songs he used to... I mean, the wonderful songs like Copacabana and these yeah. songs... That's something I do miss from the old days. Bear with me, people. Songs that told a story. Bermuda Triangle. Yes. People disappearing. Yes. Uh, Copacabana. Uh, shootings. Sh shootings. Who shot, shot who? who? Uh, I used to listen to many years ago. Do you remember Melody FM? They used to have things like, you know, Uptown Uptempo Woman. Right. I'm a downtown downbeat guy. Uh, Bobby Goldsborough. Do you remember Goldsborough? It was a, the first summer. What was it called? The first summer of the last da, 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 summer. Da, 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 da. Do you know how I know that? Because when I used to work in Dot Perkins, right. I had to go around three times before I could finish my shift.
Did you hate it as a result? Did you like yes. it? Oh, I think it's a fantastic I it, song. I thought it was a bit creepy. I went to, we woke up a man or something. It's like, oh, what were you before? Well, what happened, for those who don't know it, it's about a young man and it's got the fantastic lyric. I was 17, she was 86. You know Dirty. that one? And basically it's a woman who takes, and it's, I've got the lyrics here because I did do a little bit of research with this. And it, what happens is, oh, I sat beside her on the front porch swing and I wondered what the coming night would bring. I think we know what the coming night would bring, and it was... Do you like to chase me down, Donut? Which I think is probably what went on there. She threw back her hair like I wasn't there. She said, Tony Julep, her shoulders were bare, and I tried not to stare as I looked at her tulips. Slimy. <laughs> no, don't be disgusting. Would you like to scrape my bottom one day? Why have I got an image of a woman sitting on a swing, <laughs> like, grand spreading? <laughs> Grand spreading, yeah, that's right. Looking straight into the new year he was. <laughs> and she looked at me, she said, I know you're young, you don't know what to do or say, but stay with me until the sun has gone away and I will chase the boy in you away. So basically, they had sexual intercourse. She's way too old for him. Probably, wasn't it? But I just wonder, it was a lovely song. You know, if you think about someone losing their virginity, beautiful, romantic. Bit of a long song from my memory. I'm trying to think, you know, if, my, if I had a long song. I think it was a quick must, one, wasn't it? it? Oh, God, yeah. Straight like, to the chorus. Straight to the bloody chorus, yeah. <laughs> I remember, if you had to write one about Bobby Goldsborough for your first time, yeah. I went to, let's have a think, I went to a flat, a <laughs> mother was out, we got pissed on side. It was a total bloody mess, and I found, I can't think of anything. I was in distress. And oh, she couldn't feel me inside. <laughs> <laughs> you filthy bitch! <laughs> it's very naughty, Linda. And yet was the cry. Oh, God! Nine out of ten for effort. Very, very good. Let's move on to some... Sp oh, filthiness We're aside. We're not going to be rude this week, are we? We are definitely not going to be rude. We're going to be... Very, very scary. So let's, can we, Linda, could you please refer to the Bible for this sort of, sh for this sort of thing? Chat it's, it's fate. fate with no joke, scary music, etc. please. All right. What is cowrophobia? No, it's not cowlophobia, which is a fear of being an X-Factor judge and having ludicrous cosmetic surgery. It's a fear of clowns. It's a fear of clowns, if you would, please. Killer clowns are a popular trope in horror films and fiction from Pennywise to Stephen King's It to the terrifying clown doll in 1982 film Poltergeist oh, yeah. to the killer clown craze of 2016, which turned out to be bollocks, didn't it? Oh, God. They, do you know what? Do, do you remember that, people? What sort of a sad bastard do you have to be to dress up as a clown and hang around? Isn't it awful? It was nonsense. And do you know what? Arsena's school, it went, that rumour went through like wildfire. All yeah. the little kids were shitting themselves yeah. worrying that the clown was going to come for him. He was like three dickheads on um, oh. YouTube, wasn't it? It didn't happen. He's got so little in your life that you have to do that. It's a bit like people who get on iTunes and give me a shit review. <laughs> Sitting yeah. in their bedroom, nothing better to do. Put your bloody clown nose on and go out and see how impressed people are by that and all. And have a word with yourself. Have a come word on. with yourself. You don't have to like My it, dad, but we don't have to know about it. We don't have to know about it. Yeah, my dad was a clown. Big shoes to fill, let me tell you. Oh. Thank, Thank you. you. Given that clowns have demonic roots, what? And are steeped in terrifying folklore, it's no wonder we're so scared of them. Well, that's true, but read on, Linda. They have demonic roots? Yeah, they do. do, do, do. She don't know nothing about the well, supernatural. Don't worry, friends. Let's find out more. Let's find out. First of all, the cloin, which sounds like a Northern Irish clown, a doesn't cloin. it? A cloin! I'm going to see the clowns. <laughs> Sorry to our friends from Northern Ireland. The ancient and merciless horned demon from Nordic mythology, the Cloin, is set to hole up in Norway's mountain caves. He appears in the snow, offering shivering children the promise of food and warmth in his cave, mm. only for the children to realise the joke is on them. Ooh. The Cloin is recognisable by its blistered red nose, bloody hell, oh which God. bleeds from its exposure to sub-zero cold. 
Oh my God, it sounds like some people we know from Soho House who I've met. <laughs> They come out the toilets like that sometimes, don't they? <laughs> and a day, yes, deathly pale complexion. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great leap of imagination to see how the Nordic demon could have inspired the outlandish appearance that we associate with clowns. Oh, bloody hell. I saw a video of Charlie Caroli the other day. Oh, I'd God. only ever heard of him as a funny name. I didn't realise he was such a horror fest. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, there's this one. Clowning around. The Hayoka is a kind of sacred clown amongst the Lakota people of the Great Plains of North America. Taking on the persona of a trickster-like character, the Hayoka uses satire. This is a clown that for once tries to be funny. Oh, blimey. Right, and he uses trickster-style um, characteristics to make important points, forcing other members of the tribe to examine their own behaviour and attitude. I've seen that on RuPaul. They call it reading, don't they? Right. For example, when, when food is scarce, a Hayoka may complain about how full he is. Fucking hilarious. Or when it's boiling hot, he'll be shivering under a blanket. They provoke laughter, not not by those two jokes, they don't, <laughs> at times of despair and bring an element of chaos to situations when people feel complacent. They stop people taking themselves too seriously or believing they're more important than they are. That's not very funny, is it, the no. Hayuka? No. It makes Mrs Brown's boys, boys look funny, yeah. that Hayuka. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you see... I mean, clouds, are they funny? They've never found no. them particularly funny. Did you know, do you know um, the repair shop? Yes, I've seen the repair shop. Only the other week. Some of you listeners out there might remember this. There was a lad that came in, no, a Mr and Mrs come in, with some some long shoes which belonged to her great uncle. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, God. And the bloke did them up, polished them up, which was nice. I do, you know, I'm into show business. I like that. Bit of ephemera from showbiz. And in the end, oh God, it was so embarrassing. They had to do a whole thing where, go on, are you going to try them no, on? No, why? Yeah. So the, the husband tries them on. Let's have you walking up and down the shop in these big shoes. <laughs> Not funny. No. Not funny. Cut to uh, Jay. <laughs> Chopping up. Look at those big shoes. Not funny. I think in the old days, before kids had Xboxes, they laughed at a lot more stuff. Oh, right? But now really we've got Xboxes, did. Gogglebox, all yeah. the boxes. We don't need that shit, do we? No, we do not. But I mean, I suppose the thing is with 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 the, the, the repair shop, if people aren't crying, yeah. they've got to go for something. And in the same one, they brought in a lad, and I'm not being rude here, he was a bloke in a wheelchair, he'd, he'd had a premature birth, and he'd been given a blue teddy bear. Oh, I saw did that you on Gogglebox. That? Right. So clearly, what they thought is, well, leave the best to last. This kid is going to have to cry. There's no way he's not going to bloody yeah. cry. And there was almost a temptation to just give him a little kick under the table to make him cry. You know, my mum's the best to me. There's almost a sense of, are you going to cry? Are you gonna, can, can someone hand him a spring onion to just waft under his nose? No tears, no tears. Oh, fuck it, let's go with the big shoes. <laughs> so walk up and down, let's get a laugh, if nothing else. It was neither funny nor sad. Not particularly scary. A bit like this podcast. <laughs> Let's go now to another scary story. How about this? Eerie shape... Can you put the echo on, please? Yeah, yeah. Eerie shape-shifting skinwalkers are haunting a beauty spot in Birmingham, according to a paranormal investigator. The shadowy supernatural figures apparently have the ability to appear as other animals, with goats being a particularly popular choice. Author Lee Brickley, whose books on the supernatural are bestsellers, has gathered eyewitness testimony of the spooky goings-on around Cannock Chase. We, we do know what goes on around Cannock Chase. A lot of, um, a lot of dogging, isn't there? Oh, you just spanked me, Etc. If you remember rightly, it wasn't just, you know, UFOs and scary creatures and skinwalkers. It wasn't, um, I think Stan Collymore was, uh, you know... Oh, was that where he Oh, was? yeah, he got in trouble for a bit of... <laughs> on Cannock Chase. Not only is it home to skinwalkers, apparently there are wolves, UFOs, a half-human, half-hog apparition known as the Pigman <laughs> and the Black-Eyed Child. Oh, Christ! An infant with a hollow charcoal black eye socket. Do you think that's just an excuse, though? People coming back from the chase looking a bit out of puff and maybe <laughs> maybe a bit pale and sweaty. What happened? Yeah. Oh, well, you won't believe it. Uh, it was a Pigman. Yeah. yeah, I was just... Uh, I, I thought I saw you squashing your scrotum on a wing mirror. No, no. <laughs> 
no, no, I was trying to deal with a pig man. <laughs> it was a half human, half hog. Yeah, I think I know her. She comes up. No, that's disgusting. Wonder what those noises were. <laughs> oh, crap. That's probably what happened. Anyway, there's a picture here which I know you'll be amused by. <laughs> of Lee. He's written a number of best selling books. It looks including... like he's coloured him in himself. <laughs> What's he called? UFOs. UFOs, werewolves, and the pig man just thrown yeah. in for good measure. And Stan Collymore. <laughs> anyway, Lee outlines his discoveries in his latest book, Skinwalkers. Real encounters with shapeshifters, UFOs, and interdimensional beings. <laughs> um, Skinwalk. Now, this is true. I yeah. want you to know this. That on Saturday, I did a load of gigs this weekend, which I have not told you about, but anyway. And I was up and down the country, and I thought, I'm going to listen to a podcast, right? And I'm now, having listened to a number of podcasts, I'm fully convinced that ours is the best podcast that anybody can listen to. Of course it is. <laughs> I listened to something called... Now, what was it? Where was it? Hold on, let's have a look. Fringe Network Alien State, right? And I was listening to the cat, and the British government, honestly, Linda, I know you doubt all this stuff, but they need to take a leaf out of the US government's book. This is true. According to this podcast, which deals with skinwalkers... Right. right? Were they Americans or...? All about Americans. Right. Uh, and, and all about skinwalkers in, in a ranch in Utah. Right. Uh, this podcast it's made by something else and Sony Music. According to them... The American government has spent 22 million bloody dollars on investigating it. Bloody hell. Hats off to Americans. I mean, we can't, you know, we can't get decent roads or pay the nurses off. They know there's no money out there. But in America, they've got room for, you know, spending money on bloody shapeshifters. I've heard a thing about them trying to get people to, um, like, kill goats from the other room and that. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, have a listen to it. It's a very, very good podcast. I listen to everyone else's paranormal shit. Just got to check, haven't you, on the opposition? Oh, listen, you're, not, you're, you're doing nothing wrong by listening to us. There's nothing, there's literally nothing else out Those there. It's shite. It's all, all of it. The millions of it, it's all shite. This is the best. Anyway, that aside, time now for those Skype messages you left for me this week. New message. Uh, hi, Clinton. I recently contacted you regarding the fact that I need help uh, getting my legs to work to walk up the stairs in HMV um, to get some Swedish porn. Um, I'm really desperate for that now. Hello. Uh, I was out in the local uh, woods uh, stalking, sorry, walking, and uh, I, I got caught a bit short, you know. So I went in the woods, you know, to... Uh... Hey, Clifford. <clears throat> Kevin Scott here from County Durham. I've got man flu, so please bear with me. Uh, basically, I think we've got a poltergeist in the house. Um, the last few weeks, we've been coming downstairs, and the television has been moved. Um, but then what the poltergeist has done has uh, moved it back to the original position. Um, so really, we can't tell. Uh, also, the same poltergeist has constantly... And continually disconnecting all my more. Your Tesco Mobile has no more credit. Please call zero nine. Oh, hello, Clinton. It was lovely to see you the other day. Uh, you exercised me good and proper. I'm, I'm, you, you left a pair of your silken boxes here, and uh, I've cleaned the skitters off. Hello, Clinton. Do you and Linda Pollock have baths together, Clinton? Just want to introduce you now to someone I met. I did a gig, I kid you not, I did a gig at Her Majesty's Prison, Dorchester. Yes, a decommissioned prison. This was last week in Dorchester, in Dorset. Only decommissioned in 2013. A very, very spooky place. While I was there, I met a fella called David Arnold, a fantastic comedian. He opened, honestly, he absolutely tore the place apart. Not not in a prison rioty sort of way. There was no dirty protest involved from him or the audience, but he is a believer. Have a listen to David Arnold. David, um, I understand you are a believer in ghosts like myself. I am indeed, Clinton, yes. Have you seen any bloody ghosts here tonight? I'm not, no, surprised. I thought I would see some ghosts, but it's getting dark and I think I might peg it before all the lights go off. Well, yes, and, you know, I have done a few things in my time. I begin to think this, you might have seen the ghost of my career in here tonight. <laughs> Jeez, Christ. David, please tell us a spooky story. OK, Clinton, well, I'm a tour guide with Plymouth Comedy Tours. We do a walking tour around the city. Right, OK. And uh, me and a couple of comedy friends of mine 
mine. And um, there's a story about an artist, Robert Lenkovic, a very famous artist. I, don't I know, know if, you Robert Lenkovic. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he um, embalmed a tramp. Are you aware of the story? Where he, he embalmed a tramp? He embalmed a tramp. Oh, OK, the, yes. The, the tramp signed over his body to Lenkovic when he yeah. died. Good God. And, uh, and he, he embalmed the tramp and kept it in his living room for years. Oh, and there are rumours... <laughs> There, I don't know what he did to it. There are rumours... Fucking hell. There are rumours that you can still hear the tramp... What, offering to offering him out? Or I don't fight know, you can still... Fighting with a lamppost? You can still, you, apparently... Don't cancel me for that. that I, I, <laughs> please, I'll say anything just to get a laugh. Please don't cancel me for that. Go on, what was the tramp... What's he the say? Tra- what's he say? The tramp was called... Uh, I think it was Di- Di- Diogenes, I think is the tramp's name. I don't know... Right. That's what he's known yeah, as. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I think he died of old age. Right, OK. He died of old age. But he still exists. He's embalmed. The mummified remains of the tramp are in, still in a house in Plymouth. Just a minute, and when you go around doing your tour, do you see this thing? We don't or what? see it. No, it's in somebody's living room. I know whose living room it's in. I'm well, whose? It's in, it's in a woman called Anna's living room, and she used to be married to him. Right, hold Not on. Trump. She used to be married to, to the uh, artist. Lenk- yes, right. Lenkovich. So. Hold on, just a minute. Anna, if you're listening, could you please make yourself known? Don't bring the embalmed tramp into the studio, uh, which, let's face it, is my house. I don't want it in there. I've got enough trouble when Ruth was living there. Uh, go on, so how do you know this Anna how old is she she's quite old um, so uh, she played roller derby with my wife so my wife did like a, a full contact sport on roller skates oh god this is getting more and more far-fetched what do you mean so this what yeah she and she said oh yeah he's, he's sitting up in my living room my wife's seen my wife has seen the tramp she's been and seen it in situ in the living room oh my giddy godfathers yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's like a coffee table or if it's, <laughs> you know, if it's just in the corner or if it's stood up or laid down. I don't know. I've not seen it myself, but it's still there. Oh, still my exists. God. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't want to live with a mummified... Well, I do need a new coffee table. I don't know whether... Probably probably not very good for putting... No, I would have thought you'd need to put a bit of glass you, on You would, wouldn't you? Something, on, yeah, something like that. Oh, my God. Well, um, do, you, do you think she could come on the show and talk about it? I'm sure it? she would, yeah. I'm sure she would. But I'll reach out to, to Anna. Right, and, uh, OK. And... So when did she do this roller derby? First of all, what is, we'll get this bit over in a minute. What is the roller so derby? It's a, um, it's a full contact sport where a, a group of women skate around in a circle and try and knock each other off <laughs> the track, off, off the track. They skate around on skates, two teams of five, and they have to score points by lapping each other. It's an actual thing. Right, and, and what do they win? A dead embalmed tramp? No, I don't think that's the prize. Okay. I don't think that's the prize. Well, that's very spooky. It but but where, have you seen anything else on your travels? Uh, well, nothing to rival that, obviously. No, obviously, no. But there are, because it's an old naval place, Plymouth. So yeah, I know, I stayed there near the did Vitulas. You? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I it's, did. It's, uh, and you can catch a boat over to Corsand and Kingsland. Yes, you can. I did a show at the, the Drum, the oh, Plymouth very Drum. Nice. Yes, I've nice. done a couple of shows oh, there, yeah. actually. And I stayed in a lovely little place just near the Vitulas, which is where the Navy keep all their stars and things. Yes, yeah. And um, yeah, go on. Yeah, so, so they talk about the Mayflower, which set sail at 1620. Yes, I know. Tw- I went to America with the Pilgrims. Yeah. And yeah. they. Um, Thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> and so where the Mayflower steps are, where all the American tourists come over and take photos, that's where they think the Mayflower sailed from but mm. it didn't actually set sail from there because it's all been built up over the years right the actual mayflower steps are in the toilet of the admiral mcbride pub right okay which is Good on God. the barbican yeah yeah, yeah right. and you can go in the ladies and there's a blue plaque from the mayflower that's where it set sail from oh my god it's next to a machine that sells products, but it's there. You can what go product? in. What product? Scurvy? Or uh, <laughs> what does it sell? Rickets? Uh, feminine product, products. Oh, feminine good products. God. Yes, okay, so, yeah. right. Well, goodness me, that's absolutely thrilling. David, thank you. And I think that was someone at last who's informed about something. Yeah. If you want to see the embalmed uh, tramp, we'd like to call him a tramp. He's a human being. Human the, 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 the person. Yeah. I say human being, the coffee table now, possibly. But if you want to uh, the drinks are on me, he said. Anyway, oh, it's sort of funny, isn't it? Right, OK, not if you're homeless. Let's not get into that. Uh, David, thank you very much. And, um, David, where can people see you? So they can come on the comedy tour, the walking tour around Plymouth. We do that every Tuesday and Sunday yeah. through through the summer. Tuesday and Saturday through, right. the, through the summer. Um, but, yeah, all over, kicking, kicking all over the country. So well, Welsh I... Dave comedy. Welsh Dave comedy. We won't hold that against him. All I'm going to say, he absolutely took the roof off the place when 
he was here. Oh, it was brilliant. People would be fighting to get into this prison to see him, put it that way. Dave, thank you very much. Welcome, thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And now someone is really keen to sort the wheat from the chaff. My neighbour, let's just call him B, who's been phoning up switchboards to try and catch these charlatans out. Have a listen to this. Witness the power of the tarot. Enter the psychic zone and find out what's in your future. Find out what secrets our tarot masters have to tell you. Call now. Call 1 800 943 1 800 654 3128. Hello there, you're through to Romilly Star. Nice to meet you. Hello, Romilly. Uh, Hello. Well, Who am I speaking to, please? Yeah, I'm just... Uh, just fucking chill. Uh, my name is Bo... Bo let's just call me B. I, I, I want to be... Lay low, I'm specific. In, 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 uh, yes, lovely to meet you. That's fine. Um, yeah. You can keep your name from me, no problem. It's um, Barry. Barry. Oh, Barry. Barry. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Uh, thank what um, brings you to us today for reading? Well, I'm going to be honest uh, with you. I'm a little bit cynical <laughs> about it, you know. I mean, I... Well, you know, we try and we... we I feel that even if you're a sceptic, there's still always a message that comes through. So yes. I feel that it's really important that you're open to it. Um, and we'll just see what comes through today. How do you feel about that, Barry? I'm, I'm, I'm wide open. Sydney, wide open I am. Lovely. And uh, you're, so today we're going to do a very simple reading for you. Uh, we're going to look at your past, present and future. So I've got my tarot right. here. Yes, go on, yeah. Sorry. Lovely. Excuse me. I feel that, I feel that you're an... Older gentleman, am I correct? Yes, I am an Thank older you. gentleman. Lovely. Well, so you've, you've lived a life. You've lived a life. Well, you, you say that. I've lived a life. I've, I've done, you know, national service. I was a green grocer for many, many years. I've had a, a, a beautiful, a, 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 a pretty, well, I've had a wife 
for many years I've been married to her. And so oh, we, really? we, we've had two uh, children. Well, they're grown up now, my okay. day. Sorry, if, if I'm, I'm just going to stop you there. Yeah. I don't want to learn too much about you because no. I want the cards to speak for themselves. Speak. Okay, so, so I've cut the deck. And uh, the first thing that comes up, I, I have uh, the hanged man. Now, oh, this, Christ. This, what does that uh, mean? Uh, well, <laughs> this is a sacrifice. Uh, released, it could mean some sort of martyrdom. Does that does that uh, ring true with you in any way? You Have mean you... I, I make a lot of sacrifices, or uh, I would say this: I am a martyr to my cons on my feet. I was up on my feet all through my career, and I would go to the back, get out some more cauliflowers and that. And people would come in the shop and you got any more carrots, I'd go out the back. Oh, it was very damp out then, it done my feet in. So I am a martyr to various ailments. And in this hot weather, I get I don't know, go into too much detail, but I'm like, ready, ready, raw, ready, raw. Oh, you I'm must have found yourself, Barry, it's very oh. important. Um, I'm up, but that's... Right, don't, uh, yes, you don't need to tell, go into that. No. Thank you for being so open with me. I put a bit of tout in there, but, I mean, it's so Lovely. hot out there, all that powder's like baking a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Goose cake? <laughs> oh, no. It's very warm today, yes, yeah, absolutely. You must Sorry. look after yourself, first and foremost. I do, um, I, I blot it, I blot it down there a bit, you know. Where's some cotton? Pants. Anyway, sorry. So you say you've got a wife? Yeah, sorry, I know it's hard to... I feel, I feel that you have a very strong connection. There's definitely a very strong female influence in the cards here. Um, so just going through... Very. Did I mention of a Helen Weimark, is there? Helen, not that Weimark. Right, yes. I, uh, I'm not that sort of psychic. I loved um, her very not... much back in the day, and we had a brief encounter. I'm not, I mean, in them days, you know, you, you wanted to make love, you had to apply to the council. Mm. The local vicar, she'd need a chaperone to accompany her to the house. Formal, you know, formal. Right, yeah, very traditional. Traditional. Yeah. It'd be very yeah. little bunky bunky unless you was married. Helen Weimark. <laughs> Helen <laughs> Weimark. Hello? I, I, maybe she, this is another influence that I'm getting through. Very much on, so. On the cards. Yeah. Um, so uh, was there a feeling of unrequited love there? Oh, I was very unrequited. We had a couple of nights in my car. She, she didn't requite me once. I was fully unrequited by the time I got out. If you... <laughs> definitely, there's definitely a sense of frustration. Frustration. Yeah. Blue balls, and... I used to call it, you know. Yes, Hello? right. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so we're going to be moving on to your present now, Barry. Yes. So I've got death now. Death oh, doesn't mean death. Sake. Um, How much don't worry. Me tell me that one. I what was the first one? Right. It's not. It doesn't always mean. So the first one you had was the hanged man. Yeah, that's um, and that's your man. Part. Yes. Um, so that we we covered that, and your next one is death. Is death. Oh, However, I have to stress to you, Barry, that uh, death card doesn't mean death as in a person, and it's yeah. not necessarily somebody, or you passing away or somebody near you. It usually means at least the ending of a situation, the changing, the passing. Uh, at least not until I paid you via PayPal, I expect. Then I can go and shuffle off with a fucking hangman or not, either. What does it mean? Well, then? What have I given up? What's okay. happened? Well, it's whatever resonates with you. What is there something that's um, there, there could be something in your present that is going to change? Yeah, it's me getting it? off the phone to this nonsense as soon as I can. 
point. Okay, well, I'm sensing, I'm sensing yeah, sorry. Sensing there, there, Barry. No problem, no problem. I see you're frustrated. Yes. Um, so I, I want to move on to the final card of the reading. Yes. And in the, the, the future card, which is the chariot, so that represents direction and control. Is it one of their mobility things from the mobility showcase in the high street? Because I have got one of those. It's a chariot of sorts. If you if you charge it up overnight, I can get down the pound land. Which chariot? Do you think I might move yeah. on to the deluxe? Two wing mirrors it's got. I mean, it it could mean that. It could also mean uh, your willpower. Uh, I can sense you have a lot of strength. Bloody and, right. Um, a, a strong character that's surrounded by two uh, sphinx there, the chariot. Something wrong with my what? The sphinx? There's nothing wrong with my sphinx. As I say, I'm getting a little bit sweaty nearby, but my sphinx is all right, I think. And it just represents the different stars in the, the card here. Represent your your willpower and your yeah. strength. So you have you have a strong sense of control in your oh, life. Sphinx, yeah, I do really. I've not really mm -hmm. suffered in that department before. Right. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Well, um, I think that just That's about brings us to. Well, it's inclusive. Is there any anything that you wanted to ask me? Yeah, how do you get away with this rip-off? Thank you, goodbye! Your network provider has charged £75.78p to your account for your psychic reading call. Thank you, and have a nice day. The producers Peters Fox Limited have used this recording in good faith and made every effort to disguise the company of the switchboard used and the psychics contacted, who were in turn remunerated for their participation in this podcast. Thank you. Now it's time to, for part two of Paddy McGuinness's interview. Because he wasn't done with part one. He wasn't done with part one. Did you enjoy the, the I first? Did. Oh, he's Isn't a nice he chap. Do you like Paddy? I do. I don't think anyone doesn't like Paddy, do they? What's not to like? He's about tall, Paddy? he's handsome, he's yeah. funny, he's, yeah. you know, he's got yeah. a great dad. Yeah, he's what am I? Chopped liver. Um, Come on. Uh, you're very sparkly. Very sparkly, and so is Paddy. And this is the second half of my trip up to his lovely, lovely house uh, where we discuss show business. Just setting this up. Can you just give us a second, please? Don't be bloody impatient. I've got to say... What you got to say? Getting your money's worth today, aren't you? Oh, not half. Not Jesus half. Christ. Jesus Christ. Do you know what I, made me laugh? When we did Phoenix Nights Live... Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> at the Manchester Arena, the thing that made me laugh, which I often think I'd like to do with my show, because you have these cameras and they sort of... They're 100-foot-high screens yeah. on either side of the stage. That old trip where you go, oh, you're, oh we're so delighted to have in the audience. Oh, Ricky Hatton. Ricky Hatton. Yeah. And they go, oh, oh sorry, love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, them, them like... All gags like that still make people laugh. Oh, I, my apart from the woman, trade, yeah. apart from the woman. Oh well, who's, who's being ridiculed in front of fifteen thousand people? There's... Everyone pointing and laughing at her. But yeah. other than that, yeah, well, there's, there's going to be a certain amount of civilian casualties, <laughs> aren't there? What can you do in the arena of guerrilla comedy? There's going to have to be some collateral damage, isn't there? For Christ's sake! <laughs> Funny you should say that because I do a bit in my new show thank you so much go to baptiste.com forward slash live for tickets where it's it's so rude and i'll and i'll have to i'm just just i don't want to spoil this man hmm. but i say something to a lady about being a oh and a norris mcwerter a norris mcwerter yeah bit of a norris she's a bit of a norris <laughs> she's a bit of a norris and i've tried for and for a while i did it once in uh I didn't achieve it, but I mean, I did. I said the joke once in uh, Middlesbrough, and it got such a laugh. And then I uh, thought, I was going to say, welcomed in Middlesbrough. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, well, they're not fussy, are they? And they, and also, I did think, you know, a husband might get up and smack me in the face. There's always that. So I move away quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I won't do that in Guildford, though. 
I've got to tell uh, that's you. That's the difference with the audiences. Uh, Guildford, by the way, lovely audience. Lo- lovely, lovely but audience. polite. Clappers and then stoppers right. and listeners. Yes. Middlesbrough, crackle in the air, oh, constantly something. There was. And yeah. at this particular club, there was a big fight beforehand. And I thought, and like, a horrible fight as well. And I was like... Happy oh, days. Happy days. It's going to be fun going yeah. on after this. While we're talking on the subject of gigging and performing, yeah. Paddy... What was a nightmare? What was? I mean, you know, we can talk about the good times, but the, yeah. the nightmare version. Was well, there anything that happened that was particularly? I, I, I think uh, you know yourself with touring yeah. and what have you. Yeah, you do more or less the same show every night. There's always ad libs and there's always a little bit different, but the spine yeah. of the show is always the same. That's correct. So you could do. Like you just said, you could do a Friday night in yeah. Middlesbrough. That's it. Absolutely storming. Exact same show. Yeah. Exactly the same show on a Monday yeah. in wherever. Bloody, yeah. let's say, Guildford. Yeah. Play the room. T- 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 exactly. Play that's all it is. So I think one of the things you learn about being on stage is no one no one enjoys it not going as well. Everyone loves it when it's amazing. Yes. But some, sometimes you'll do shows where it's not not like die to death, but it's just a quieter audience. That's the it. room's different, the night's different, and you just yeah. kind of go, "Well, I know that works." Yes, yes. Because nine out of ten times it'll get a laugh, but sometimes it's just the room. And th- this is to any of you comedy aficionados. I don't know why I'm talking about this because I'm a spiritual man, but Paddy yeah. will tell you. <laughs> but that is true, and I've met comedians before. What's that Andy story? And, and I'm always very nervous before I go on stage. Mm. Very, very, you know, and I'm quite an old man now, but I'm still nervous. And he said to me one day, he said, I'm not going to let this group of random strangers define how I feel about mm. my career and my, yeah. my craft. You've got to be realistic <clears throat> about it. Yeah, no, and, and that is right. But I think most of us as human beings don't, you know, it's like people who, you know, successful in anything sometimes they'll have a certain mindset but I think 99% of us like you said will be nervous yes you know yes Uh, and what's amazing about being nervous is they're there for you yeah but you're still nervous so your tour I've been seeing you live great tour great like brilliant night everyone's there for you they've got t-shirts on your name on everything else but you're still shitting yourself in week one yeah and it's like, why am I so nervous? But it's it's the pressure you put it's, on yourself of, yeah. please, please, I hope they laugh. And I tell you who I was talking to the other day, um, Jason Byrne. Oh, look. What a comedian. What a comedian. I was at the Kilkenny Cats Laugh Festival mm. in the early 90s, something like that, whatever it were. Yeah. Well, it might be early noughties, sorry. And... Uh, He'd, he's, he, he was already on he's in the middle of his act and as I walked in the pub he was playing at the time I'd never seen his act I went what the fuck and he was stood with yeah. two uh, sticks with rubber fingers on the yes. end put them in, in a fan in the ceiling while it were on and I was like I need to see this lot <laughs> yeah. I, need to, I need to watch the rest of this well, act he told me that he used to go through sort of the ritual I do, very, very nervous, pacing up and down, mm. hitting his head against the wall, going over his life, deep breaths, feeling sick. Yeah. Which I did the other night when I did a gig after Craig Charles, two or three thousand people at this bloody festival. I was thinking, why am I putting myself through this? They don't want to see me! Of course they do. Well, didn't. that's where sometimes they're not there for you, no. so you're going, oh, God, here we yeah. go. But then it can go the way with it. They love it. Win them over. Yeah, why exactly. Not? And he said to me that he was doing all this stuff and Sean Hughes, the late, great Sean Hughes, another, another looked nice up and went, what are you doing that for? Yeah. And he said, I'm nervous. And he said, how many gigs have you done? And he said, 200. He said, well, how many went well? He said, you know, the vast majority. He said, well, this is not working. You know, you're obviously doing all right. Don't waste your time with all this. Yeah, yeah. And he thought, yeah, why am I? Just at the beginning of that, when you said Sean Hughes, but you did an impression of Bob Geldof. And I wonder if that was purposeful or... I can't contact the dead, perform up and down the country and do impressions. I just, oh, I just say, no, I didn't want to get the, the the streams crossed in case you were talking about Bob Geldof and you did a bit of, you know... I so could you, have been, you're quite you right. Could, right, right, right okay. I, I just wonder, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but it is, you're right, you put yourself through it. Yeah. But, we're saying all that, ma- majority of times it goes well yeah. and when it does, oh, by God. What a oh, feeling. what a feeling. What a feeling. What a feeling. And look, it's obviously gone well for Paddy because I'm sitting in his house and it's in Pally. <laughs> it's fantastic. I wish I lived here. My God, I wish I lived here. I, I wish you lived here. <laughs> it can be arranged. There's enough bloody rooms. 
Right. I think he's got to go because he's got to yeah. go and do something for Top Gear now. Yeah. Uh, I think, come on, back home there. Can you give him a nice round of applause? The wonderful Paddy. He's a great guy. He's a lovely friend of mine. Thank you, Paddy. You're welcome, sir. Namaste to you. Shalomar, Shakatak, and Shami Chakrabarti to each and every one of you. And she... Shing a shing a shakespeare. Yeah. All right. Ta da, love. Bye bye. Bye bye. Paddy McGuinness. What a wonderful fella. Now, what we got coming up now, I've got to warn you, those of a sensitive nature will get you to question everything you held to be true, but it'll give you new thoughts, new philosophies, and at the very least, proper shit you up from the Daily Star. The Daily Star, the go-to uh, paranormal uh, publication. If you would, please, Linda. A ghost hunter believes he's captured the famous black monk of Pontefract on camera after sneakily, and I quote, catching him out. Ooh. John Paul Newlands, who said he was left almost in tears of fear oh. after seeing the image, claims he tricked the monk by taking a photo of his reflection in the mirror. Right, okay. The paranormal investigator visited 30... I don't know if we should say the address because people it's, will be going, won't it they? It is a well-known... Sorry, listeners, Linda doesn't know this. Everybody knows in the paranormal community that 30 East Drive, Pontefract, East Yorkshire, is dubbed one of the UK's spookiest homes. One of? I mean, not necessarily the spookiest. It is, it is, there's all sorts going out. There's lots going up there. Is there? Oh, my God, yeah. Keep Last going. month, uh, this guy went over there to contact the ghost through thought to haunt its rooms. The 40-year-old, don't know why we need to know how right. old he is, has since revealed an image shot in one of the upstairs bedrooms which he believes catches the dreaded black monk's apparition in its bottom right corner. Uh, if you want to see um, an exploration of the white monk, you would... Please go to Clinton Baptist Mystic Hunt on YouTube. But this is a black monk. No, well, I, if you go, if you go and see that on YouTube, you'll see me go into a bedroom and discover the white monk right. on the bed, which oh. is not Cockney rhyming. There is literally a white monk. It's called Mystic Hunt, the haunted hotel. Can continue, please. He says the frightened silhouette shows the monk wearing a long hooded robe with its arms raised in front of him. Oh, bloody hoodies. John Paul has brushed off claims by some that the figure is just a light reflection, not even a ghost or anything. So he reckons it's true. So that's the end of that. No, no, it is true. Well, look, I've got to tell you, anyone, if you go to the Daily Star and have a look at this thing, it's right. bloody terrifying. Right. It's not a, a camera flare. It is actually the black monk. And if anybody out there wants to invite me and Linda to come up and investigate any hauntings, we will do it on a small fee. <laughs> and we'll come up in our own time. Yeah. And Hotel provided, of course. And venture into your haunted house yeah. for a matter of half an hour at most. Please invite us. We'd like to come and investigate. We'll give it a right thorough going we'll over. We'll give it a thorough going over. John Paul from Nocton, Lincolnshire said, when I saw the picture, my heart sank. I won't lie. Come on. I was really taken aback by it. And I was at a point where I was nearly, not quite, but nearly in, in, tears. in tears. I don't know whether it was because I was happy or whether it's because I was frightened. I just couldn't tell at the time. I ran up the stairs shouting, I found him! I found him! I got him! Right, can I just say, Linda, you are... I don't want to get too technical, but you, what we call in the trade, taking the piss. So can you tell me, have you never seen a poltergeist, never experienced a well, poltergeist? Well, I think it's a very human thing. And the reason I tell you this... Yes, oh yeah. ...is <clears throat> I woke up once in the middle of... An earthquake. One of them crap ones we have in this country where it's just like a little slight, a slight buzz know, in the bed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> don't, make your own jokes up, please, people. Anyway, I was shook and awake. Yeah. And my immediate thought, and I'm a woman of science. I'm yeah. a woman of book reading and all that stuff. I'm yeah. not a spooky woman. My immediate thought was, bloody hell, it's a poltergeist. Do you like to take me down, Donut? Sorry, I pressed the wrong one. It's, just a minute, I meant to press you, the wrong one. You make me feel shit. Sorry, go on, I was about to put a scary thing But of course, on. Clinton... Sorry, there it is, go on. It yeah. wasn't a poltergeist, it was tectonic plates or something like that. Right, and so, what, what did you feel exactly? I felt uh, like I could shit myself. Yeah, well, okay, well... But I think it's a primal thing of, I don't understand what this is, it must be spooks. 
Okay. I'm beginning to wonder, Linda, whether you are the right person to host uh, what is, let's be fair, a paranormal fucking podcast. One of the best paranormal podcasts there are. The best bloody paranormal podcast. Brought down slightly by one of the, the co-hosts who don't believe in any of it. <laughs> I'm a sceptic. I know right. you're a sceptic, but listen, my love, these things happen. We've had countless stories week after w- week after week after week of people who have reported seeing, you know, scary things. We've also had quite a lot of bullshit. Let's be honest. Like that woman who reckoned the butcher came over and farted so hard you could see his coat move. <laughs> but of course it was the dead dog's nose. Well, it might have been. We don't know about that, do we? It could have been... It, look, it could have been the dead dog or it could have been a fart. You know, couldn't it? But, but you know, I mean... <laughs> she, he was, she was convinced and the butcher was convinced that there was a dog nosing up his bottom. I think they wanted to believe that. Well, the okay. Truth too much. So what too did much, you feel? Too much more scary. You felt that there was like somebody lying on you, or there was a buzz oh, in the bed. No, I thought I was woken by the shaking, and immediately my mind went to. And I'm ashamed to say it, my mind went straight to it must be a poltergeist. But I have had the night terrors, and that yeah. is very terrifying. I'm not even going to joke about that. That's horrible. The night terrors in what way? When you think, right? Here's what happens: you wake up, mm. you think you, or, or or do you wake up? Maybe you're still asleep. You wake up, there is someone standing over the bed, right? Yeah. You feel the horror of knowing that there's an intruder in your room, but you yes. cannot move. You are absolutely paralysed. Yes, I know that. Yes, and then they press down on your chest. Oh my god. It- it has happened to me twice. Both times I've woken up standing up next to the bed, having jumped out. Well, what makes you so sure it's not a bloody poltergeist, Linda Bloody Pollock? Well, I'd rather it wasn't. That's all I'm going to say. Well, we all would rather that, but... I'm, they're, they're... Listeners, please write in with your experiences of, of meeting up with a poltergeist. For crying out loud. And I am it... always losing my glasses. And there, there will be a job going soon for, the, for a co-host, clearly. Listen, I've had many, many poltergeists in my time. Yeah. I had a teenage poltergeist. Uh, you know, he didn't do anything until two o'clock when, when he got up eventually. I said, can, come on, I said, he's supposed to be a bloody poltergeist. You're a teenage poltergeist. He said, no, he wrote on the mirror, I'm a poltergeist. I'm not your poltergeist, Boom. right? You know, you're really generalising about teen poltergeists, you know. You know, can, can we just have less of the generalisation? And I'm sure I had the ghost of uh, Liberace at one stage. Oh, right. oh my God, very meticulous. Noisy? Very beautiful noises. You know, he used to arrange all my cutlery. In the, instead of chucking them out, he did, oh, beautiful. The only time he threw a cushion was when it didn't go with my sofa. He said, you know, he threw it in a rage sort of thing. Well, maybe for the best, you know what? They're brutal, but they're honest. Well, we've had a lot of, lot of laughs, haven't we, Linda? We have. We really have. We've had a debate as well, haven't we, about yes, whether we... it's a load of bollocks or not. I want you to tell me what you're going to be up to now. You're going to be going home and researching bloody poltergeists, hopefully. Actually, on my way home, I'm calling in on a very old friend. Are you? Yes. And to, to what To what end? Um, to Because I like keeping people in my life who I like. Oh. So I haven't seen her for a while. Obviously, we've all been locked up. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, I'm going to go and see... And I haven't seen her for ages before, that's right. right so there's okay. no excuse. Okay. So I'm going to see her. She's from my college days. Oh, lovely. Rather boring anecdote, that, isn't it? <laughs> She's gone. Don't worry about that. We're going just time now for... Sorry about that last two or three minutes. Let's go now, Linda, to yeah. our... Well, I want to go to our Jane McDonald song to sum up the show. Oh, James, come into the room. Let's have a bit of fun. Oh, I've, got, I've got the common torch and then come and me. Oh, I'm going to be on the day. Come here, Miss Sarong. Oh, I've been so Oh, I'm a bit pissed, but who doesn't like to have a few drinks on the cruise? Bottoms up, lad. So that was Jane McDonald. Thank you, Jane. Until next time. Bye bye. Well, another show. Plenty more next week, because remember, the paranormal waits for no man or woman or or ghost. Thanks for your attention. The spooks, the suspension. It's always a laugh. Sorry about the bad bit. Yeah, my apologies for Ruth coming in and spoiling that segment at the start. I do clean my bottom, actually, and maybe that's the big takeaway for this week. That's And now it's time to say goodbye. Don't forget, Clinton Baptiste versus Ramon all over the country. September. 
Budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health. Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.